No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we continue in Psalm 119. As the psalmist expresses his love for the law because of the wisdom he receives from it, the word is a lamp to his feet. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Psalm 119 is a masterpiece celebrating the Word of God. Each set of eight verses begins with a succeeding letter of the Hebrew alphabet, of which there are 22 letters. We come now to the letter Mem, verse 97 of Psalm 119. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. This is the passion of the psalmist, how I love your law. And really, this is the theme of this entire psalm. It is my meditation all the day. You know, you think about all the things we can meditate on. We can think on the news. We can listen to music. I, I do a lot of listening in my truck, you know, but to meditate on God's word, to hear what he says and think it over, chew on it. That's what he says I do all day long. And that's why he could write like this. You make me wiser than my enemies. Now imagine a general who gives military briefings to his soldiers on how to outsmart the enemy. Now, if you were one of his soldiers preparing to go to war where you could lose your life at any moment, wouldn't you listen? You would if you valued your life. And in the same way, these testimonies that God has given to us are to help us avoid the spiritual weapons of the enemy and to overcome them. I have more understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. Now, nobody likes a know-it-all who can't be taught, but the psalmist knew that the wisdom he was receiving from God through his word was greater than what he was being taught by his teachers. Are you taught by God? You are if you are meditating on his word. But there is another factor here. It isn't enough to merely have Bible knowledge. Many people have knowledge of the word, but do they keep it? What I look for as a mark of genuine spiritual maturity is not just someone who can quote chapter and verse, but how does he or she relate to others? Do they listen to people? Do they know them? Do they love them? Are they kind to them? These are the characteristics of Christ, and they are found in the spiritually mature who meditate on the word and who do what it says. Verse 101, I have restrained my feet from every evil way, that I may keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments, for you yourself have taught me. 
So he has restrained his feet from the evil way. You see, there is a positive meditating on the word, but there is also the negative restraining of ourselves from that which we know is wrong. Holiness requires both. I have not departed from your judgments. Do you believe that the word is a lifesaver? Well, then you will cleave to it for dear life. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. So the words of God were sweet to him, even sweeter than honey to his mouth. Now we think about those delicacies that we like, but do we have such an affinity for the words of God? He said, I hate every false way. There's so much deception in the world today, but we need to love the truth of God and hate the lies of the enemy. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn and confirmed that I will keep your righteous judgments. Now, in ancient Israel, they did not have powerful flashlights that could illuminate a great distance ahead of you. The people carried little clay dishes that had oil in them, and the light would only illuminate one step ahead. The Word of God and the Spirit of God usually only show us the next step. Then, as we take that step of obedience, God shows us the next step and so on. We like the Lord to lay out the entire plan for us ahead of time so that we can decide whether we want to follow it or not. But God doesn't work that way. He requires us to walk by faith and obedience, not by sight. I am afflicted very much. Revive me, O Lord, according to your word. Accept, I pray, the freewill offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me your judgments. Now, he realized that he was under great affliction. But, you know, that's the course for us. We shouldn't be surprised by that. Peter said in 1 Peter 4.12, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. Now, I don't consider myself to be a psychic or even a prophet, but let me just make a prediction. Things are going to get worse. They're not going to get better. That's what the Bible tells us. But he says, revive me, O Lord, according to your word. Now, the good news is, is that revival often follows on the heels of affliction. So for the past entire year, the world has been under affliction. Now is the time to pray for revival. Revival has been described as the Spirit of God coming upon the people of God through the Word of God. And I'm praying that God will give His people a great hunger for the Word and that pastors everywhere will be faithful to preach it. It's only through the Word of God that the church can be revived. And revival in the church is necessary if we would see an awakening among the unchurched. And that's what I am praying for. Verse 109. 
My life is continually in my hand. Yet I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I have not strayed from your precepts. You've probably heard the expression, I'm taking my own life into my hands. The idea is that we are doing something so risky that we may not survive. Likewise, the psalmist knew that he was in a dangerous predicament, not because of his own doing, but because the wicked had laid a trap for him. It was like he was walking through a minefield. But he said, I have not strayed from your precepts. So imagine God's precepts as being a map that shows you where the mines are and how to avoid stepping on them. How carefully would you follow the map? Your testimonies I have taken as a heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever to the very end. Interesting phrase, your testimonies I have taken as a heritage. The idea was that he had made God's word his inheritance, not his 401k or his IRA, but the testimonies of the Lord. They are the rejoicing of my heart. Now, it wasn't like an onerous duty to him to have to read the Bible. No, he viewed this as that which brought him great joy. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever. Like Daniel and his three friends purposed in their hearts not to defile themselves with non-kosher food, So the psalmist purposes in his heart to perform God's word and not deviate from it. Samek, the next Hebrew letter. I hate the double-minded, but I love your law. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Now, the opposite of being fully committed or all in is to be double-minded, or as we would say, half-hearted. I must admit that people who are double-minded drive me crazy because one day they say they are interested in the things of God, reading their Bible, prayer, and fellowship with other believers. But then the next day, they completely change their mind. No wonder the psalmist adamantly declares, I hate the double-minded, but I love your law. Then he says, you are my hiding place and shield. How often David declares this in his Psalms. It isn't a sign of weakness to know you are weak if you find your strength in God. David was a giant slayer when everyone else was terrified, yet he knew that the Lord was his hiding place and shield. Depart from me, you evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according to your word that I may live. And do not... Let me be ashamed of my hope. Depart from me, you evildoers. You see, light cannot dwell with darkness. When the light goes on, the darkness flees. I will keep the commandments of my God. I love how he personalizes this. These are the commandments of his God. The evildoers would follow their own stupid way, but he would follow the perfect way of his God. Uphold me according to your word. How we all need God to uphold us through every trial with the certainty of his word. Do not let me be ashamed. 
Guess what? We won't ever be ashamed if we trust in the Lord and His Word. Just give it time and others will see the rightness of our cause. Hold me up and I shall be safe and I shall observe your statutes continually. You reject all those who stray from your statutes for their deceit is falsehood. You see, because they cherish falsehood more than God's Word, they are self-deceived. You put away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore, I love your testimonies. My flesh trembles for fear of you, and I am afraid of your judgments. God will have his day in court. He will put away the wicked of the earth, casting them into outer darkness, where, as Jesus said, there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. But he said, my flesh trembles for fear of you. The fear of the Lord is the fear that drives out every other fear. And if we fear God, then we will believe in His Son, Jesus Christ, and God will save us from the awesome judgment to come. Knowing how good God is, knowing that He has freely given us His Word to be a lamp to our feet and to keep us from stepping on mines, and to lead us to our eternal destination with Him in glory. Who would not want to respond to the gospel of forgiveness and eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ? Let us make our calling and election sure, and if we haven't already done so, to ask Jesus to be our personal Savior and Lord. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll continue in Psalm 119 as the psalmist calls upon the Lord to act now because of his oppressors. He prays that no sin would have dominion over him. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. (laughs) 